This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with muck delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Lester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! Hello fellow Fox fans, how are we doing? Um, let's forget the weekend, shall we, and move on. Um, I think it's Thursday, I think it's the preview show, we've got that many games and whatever coming up, I don't know where we are or what we're doing. What I do know is, we've got a matter of this at the weekend. Yes, Tottenham, uh, who were top of the league. They're obviously second. How are we feeling about that after the weekend's performance? <laughs> if you're like me, you're a little bit worried. I'm not going to deny it. A little bit worried. Hey, welcome along. New studio. Um, <laughs> been up, uh, been in all day, sorting it all out, moving things around. I hope it's coming across well. It'll either go very well and everything will run absolutely smoothly, or it 
or just all go tits up, uh, which is normally the cause for Leicester Till I Die. But it is one thing that hasn't changed, one thing that hasn't moved, it's still Leicester Till I Die TV. You are watching Leicester Till I Die TV with Chris and Chumps. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and Pinterest. All you need for everything Leicester City FC. It's Leicester Till I Die TV. Leicester Till I Die, now available on Spotify. Yes, it is Leicester Till I Die TV. We are all over the place. If you want to watch us tonight, obviously the Facebook group is the main place where you can get us, Leicester Till I Die, uh, in Facebook, and it's the group. Uh, click on that StreamYard link, and it just brings you Facebook details up, which includes your name, and we can see who we're talking to rather than just Facebook user. It's a lot nicer, a lot friendlier. If you're on the old Twitter side, and uh, if you're on Twitter, you can get Periscope. We are live on there as well, at Leicester TID, and of course, YouTube with Leicester Till I Die TV. And if you want to watch us on catch-up afterwards, because you want to go and have a cup of tea and your meal and what have you, and you've had a hard day's work, you can pick us up. On, of course, as I say, YouTube, Leicester Till I Die TV. And we're also on the um, podcast, Google, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, and Anchor. Um, many other podcasts are available, I've been told. Welcome along. Like I say, whether this will go smoothly or not, I don't know. But let's introduce somebody who is always smooth. The Deslinum of Leicester Till I Die TV. You can, if, he's any, if he was any smoother, he'd, he'd just fall off his chair. Hello, Craig. <laughs> Hello, Chris. The Des Lynam, well, high praise indeed. High praise. I don't think I, I can live up to that. I, I am I am running out of, of getting your introductions better every week. <laughs> but Des Lynam, I, I can yeah, I can see that. You are yeah. uh, well, you, you may have you may have peaked now. It's, I think it's only only downwards from Des Lynam. Yeah. Well, I asked earlier, um, how are we feeling about the weekend? Um, I'm sure there's not many happy. I'm sure there's a lot that are uh, worried, a lot that are nervous, a lot that are probably getting a spare pair of underpants out for, for Sunday. Um, and Andy said here, Josie must be rubbing his hands. Um, and a quick hello to Matthew. Hi, Chris. I'm Hi, Chris. That's me. I told you it's all going to go wrong. Hi, Matthew. <laughs> Where are you watching us from today? I love this because Matthew, I presume it's his job, takes him all over Europe. I spoke to him in the tunnel, spoke to him in Germany. Let us know where you're joining us from tonight. And if you say something like Hinkley or Oadby, I will be so disappointed. <laughs> but uh, but how, 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 I mean, apart from obviously, you know, I know you've been really, really busy setting up um, the Wes Morgan fan club, like I say, Leicester Branch. But <laughs> how are you feeling about this weekend, Craig? Um, yeah, a little bit uh, trepidatious, shall we say. I think um, if, I mean, we've got a lot of games coming up uh, over the mm. Christmas period. And I think if we have any more performances um, like we had the other night, then I shall definitely be turning to drink and uh, I'll end up with a, with a nose like Rudolph or um, Alex Ferguson. Pretty much the same. Um <laughs> But yeah, oh, Brian, uh, those of us that are old enough to remember. Brian, dear, dear, dear Brian. Um, yeah, you know, I, it, it's it's an interesting one because you, you know you've got two teams who who like to sit back, and um, you know it could be that we just stay in our own 
in halves and just passed the ball between us, and we, neither of us tried to venture over the halfway line. So it could be uh, it could be like a volleyball game. You know, someone's got to come out. Um, you know, the, the onus is on them at home. Obviously, there's no fans there now. Now they've gone back into a tier two like uh, the rest of us uh, have. Uh, Chris, I assume you're still loving life in tier two. Yeah. So, yeah, so now uh, London are in tier three, sorry. Uh, they are no fans there, but the onus has still got to be on them to come out and uh, and play. Um, so you know it could play into our hands a little bit more, but uh, we've definitely got to pick ourselves up from that performance. I've got to be honest with you, and I very, very, very much agree with you there. Uh, but Andy, that that is, um, I've lost it now. Where was it? I mean, Swindon. <laughs> that's actually more disappointing than Hinkley or Oldby or, or Great Glen. <laughs> Wasn't Swindon where they filmed The Office? I think that, I think that might have been Swindon. That was Slough. That was Slough. Yeah, yeah, so yeah it's I think it was twinned with Swindon. <laughs> Only because nobody else would, probably. No. Sorry, Andy. We're going we're, we're to lose Andy in a minute. Um, we are. We're back on. Um, unfortunately, we're back on the We Hate Leicester. Uh, channel uh, at the weekend, um, and we have got a. Oh, it's all going. It's all going. We have got a Sunday. It is. It's this Sunday, and it is at. Uh, if I can get rid of that, we can see what time two fifteen, and it's live on Sky. We hate Leicester Sports. Um, so, uh, but at least you're not going to pay extra for BT or uh, or Amazon if you haven't got that. C- can you? Um, Craig, explain to me. I mean, I, I kind of called us the hokey cokey team the other night because, you know, we win one, you know, we win one game, we lose one game, and we seem to take it all about. What's happening? We, we're getting, there's, there's no consistency there, is there? There's, there's not, but, you know, I think this season, above all, we have to try really hard to see the bigger picture. Uh, yeah. And that's not always easy. For any of us as a Leicester fan, um, if it was just us, I think you could understand it. But I don't think anybody can string three good performances together at the minute. Um, you know, even teams that you would think don't always win, but are always consistent, like Wolves. You know, have had two or three bad results. You know, they got a tonking by by Liverpool four uh, 0 So we have two good games. We had, you know, probably the two most comfortable games we've had. I think against Athens and then followed up uh, against Brighton. And we, you know, they were the they were the games that you can actually sit back and watch and enjoy because you knew you weren't really in any danger. You know, we we had those games, we controlled those games, and then we turn up um, at this one, and I don't know whether they were just tired. You don't want to make excuses, um, but you know, a lot of games in a short period of time. I don't know. You know, they're they're professional footballers; they should be able to deal with it. But I've said a few times, and I'll probably keep saying it, is that for me, this team lacks a little bit of bottle, a little bit of a backbone. You know, um, some players who just want to get around the pitch, get busy. You know, not not the most skillful of players. You know, and, you know, forgive me for saying this, but the old Danny Drinkwater type, you know, who was not the most skillful of players. But he would put a hundred percent in every time, and he would clatter people. He would, you know, it, but it that type of players, wouldn't he? He would, <laughs> he would indeed. But 
we don't have that type of player who is is busy and will get on top of people and uh, and be a nuisance. You know, the old yeah. Robbie Savage, Neil Lennon, that kind of thing. Yeah. For me, that's what we're lacking a little bit of at the minute. We're we're a bit too nice. Yeah, we're a nice team. You know, we don't uh, we, we don't get about people. We don't. You know, when we're not playing well, you can still get about people and make it difficult for other other teams to play well. And we didn't seem to do that. I think you make a very valid point. And sometimes, I, I mean, I, I sort of sit here and I talk to yourself. I talk to Brad, Mark, and obviously Josh, who's joining us. And it's good to see the other, the other point of view because I sit there and think, like, yeah, I just said to them, why, why just aren't we consistent? Why are we winning one and losing one? Why is, you know, player A brain brilliantly, and well, let's say, let's name him Madders, you know, against, you know, Right, he was brilliant, you know, and then was non-existent last night. And you point it, it's not just us, and we concentrate on our team. Nobody's running away with that league. Tottenham lost it. Liverpool have only just started, you know, coming uh, a few runs together. It is every team, isn't it? It is. I mean, Everton, Everton started like a house on fire, and then they had a patch of about four games with uh, with no wins. Now they've put two. Yeah back-to-back wins together and they're right back up there i think they've gone to to fifth it's going to happen a lot what we've got to um ensure is that we we get draws instead of losing games you know we've got to find a way of taking little points here and there when we're not playing well and at the minute if we're not playing well we lose you know we've Mm. got to find a way of staying in games you know and just being hard to beat being resilient when we're not at our best because um, otherwise, the way the games are coming up, you, we, you could w- lose three, four on the bounce, and you're mid-table, you know. Um, and then all the all the doom mongers would be out in force then. So uh, yeah, we just we just need to find a little bit of backbone and uh, and work through games that we don't play particularly well in. Another, as always, good point there. Uh, up until the other night, we had actually won more games than any other team. In this division, well, in this in the Premier League, Liverpool yeah. have just come level with us with, with eight. You know, we both got eight wins. Like you say, we're not drawing games. You know, and the other teams, the teams are drawing them. But you know, I'm looking at the table now, and you know, Liverpool are 28, we're 24 points. Yeah. You know, we we've we've won eight. Um, yes, we've lost five. Liverpool have drawn four, and that's obviously the four the four different points. Uh, the four extra points that they've got. But you know, it's anybody. I mean, Southampton are up there, West Ham are seventh, mm. and then you've got Man City yeah. down in eighth, and mm. um, Sheffield United, you know, look at where they are this season. But, hey, some good news. I've got some good news, Craig. We managed to get through the, the, the last couple of days without Brendan Rodgers being linked with West Bromwich Albion. <laughs> Indeed, I mean, uh, I'd love to. I'd love to know what uh, the average West Brom fan is thinking now that they've got rid of uh, Billich and replaced him with the uh, with the, the amazingly wonderful, talented. Uh, they're his words, uh, Sam Allardyce. <laughs> and he read those from a bit of paper he found in a brown envelope <laughs> next to him on the sofa. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember talking, our first game of the season was against West Bromwich Albion, and it was the first um, uh, uh, opposition view show that I did. And 
I'd had it in my mind that West Brom were a bit like a Leicester there were years ago. They were up and down, up and down, but they hadn't. They had yeah. been a eight years, I think it was, consistently in the Premier League. And yeah. to me, I mean, the, the West Brom fan, he absolutely adored Billich. I think he, you know, yeah. he was to them in a way almost what O'Neill was to us, mm. and it just seems. And I know we, you know, I know we've hit the panic button when we've been down there. We got rid of Ranieri, we got rid of Shakespeare uh, because of where we were in the league. But I, I, I just it it baffles me. Those sort of decisions just mm. baffle me. I think it's interesting because I mean you got the same thing with Chris Wilder at the minute, and I wonder mm. if. These teams, you know, Chef United, you know, I, I don't think they'll sack Chris Wilder. And I think no. it's because they know that he's probably the best guy to bring them back if, if they go down. You know, sometimes mm. teams need two or three visits to the Premier League to try and establish themselves. I think Burnley did it. They were up and down a couple of times. You know, we've done it. Uh, Norwich, another one. You know, you come up and down, you, you you learn, you get experience, you bank a few quid along the way, and you come back stronger each time. That gives you a better chance. The thing with West Brom is, I wonder at what point are they going to move away from Allardyce? Because Allardyce is clearly there as a, we don't want to get yeah. relegated manager. So, okay, so he keeps you up this year. Do you then keep him for the next year so you don't get relegated? At what point do you make that transition to say, we're going to go with a manager who we think can take us forward in the longer term? And I think by bringing in Allardyce, it's a very short-term decision, and, and I wonder where they where they go from there. I mean, if you look at Everton, when they took on Allardyce, it was because mm. they were in a very, very, very precarious situation. Yep. And as soon as he got them safe... They got rid of him. Unfortunately, he has yep. got that sort of... And let's face it, when he got that England manager's job, that was purely by default, you know. But And I I, I look at what you said then again about Burnley. I mean, I, I lived in Burnley for sort of over 20 years. So the, you know, our kids grew up watching Burnley. Thankfully, they grew up supporting Leicester, so they got I got something right with them. But, um, you know, they went down. They stuck with... Um, Oh, Burnley manager. What's he called? Sean Dyche. Sean Dyche. Yeah, that's it. I could not think that. They they stuck with Sean Dyche and he brought them straight back up again. And I just... That's it, because, you, you know, you build a team. It doesn't mean... Because the process of building a team these days doesn't mean that you're always going to be in the Premier League. You know, as I say, you build a team. You, you know, a lot of these teams, you know, as I say, we were, we were one of those... You build a team in the championship. Leeds are doing it now. You build a team in the championship. You bring it up. You see who can make the step up, who can't. Fulham have done the same. Um, uh, that that team came up, and uh, he gave them every chance to to you know to start the season. And now he's ditched half of them. He's, I think he's totally uh, taken the defence apart because he knew it wasn't up to scratch. So. Fair play to to Parker for what he's he's done there, um, yeah. but it's a building process, and you need uh, a chairman, you know, or owners of the club who, who understand that building process, who are prepared to go go on that journey with the manager. And I think as well, um, you know, and I know, 
I don't I don't want to say the nonsensible Leicester fans because that that would be unfair because everybody's got an opinion and everybody's entitled to that opinion. But you know those that are sort of shouting for Rogers to go, I, I just like really what you know what planet are you on? Look at what he's out to work with and look at where we are. Half the team mm. out, and mm. you know we, we didn't we didn't have our back our, that first when when was it? You know all season I don't think we've had our first choice back three back four, and yet yeah. the fourth we, we were top of the Europa League group and we got through. So you know it's not all doom and gloom, but. We are, of course, um, now let's get back to Spurs because they're the game coming yeah. up. I'm just going to bring in a, a, a lovely little message here um, from Stephen Collins. Uh, keep the contact coming, lads, as it's really enjoyable and talks me back from the abyss of Leicester City performances. Regards from Dublin. Raise a glass. You're very of, welcome. Uh, yeah, raise a glass of the old black stuff there, Stephen, to us and have a, have a Guinness on us. And uh, thanks for joining us and keep uh, and keep watching and spread the word. Um yeah, of course, you know, Craig, Craig, you know, we, we, we do sort of uh, also help out at the Samaritans at the weekends, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> we do, but, uh, indeed. You know, we're, we're fans at the end of the day, again, and, you know, your immediate reaction after a game, not necessarily just after a game, but after a disappointing performance, yeah. is that that you, you start looking at all the negatives and it's, and you do have to to you know pull yourself back round and look at the table and look where we are in Europe and and think at the end of it you know it's not that bad is it we've had a bad performance and uh, and that that comes with with raised expectations we've said this before you know yeah. you know and and the, the younger younger uh, more recent fans have not had that journey that we've all had on yeah. and uh, It'll be interesting because I'll uh, when we when we look back at an old Spurs game, I'll I'll, I'll take you back, not that long ago, and uh, I'll read the team that played that day. And if you look at the journey we've been on since then, it shows you what what being a Leicester fan is all about. You just mm. have to ride the roller coaster, and uh, we know it's not easy. And sometimes we'll throw up over the side, but at the end of it, you know there will be there will be another high coming after the low. Oh, uh, I mean that is that is Leicester for you, isn't it? It's uh, that's uh, that that's what it's like. Right, let's uh, let's move on. Let's have a, a quick ten second break, and then we'll uh, we'll, we'll bring it back round in a little bit to to a uh, uh, London club. So let's just uh, hi. Let's just this is it. Chris from Leicester till I die. Thank you for watching and listening. Have a very merry Christmas and happy New Year. Don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy. Don't know whether that worked or not, but it, it is a week, a week today. I don't know. We're, we're very close to very close to Christmas. I, I think we should all we should all wear our, our blue Christmas Santa hats if we've got them uh, next next week. Um, we yeah. we are in London. Talking of London clubs and talking of disappointment that we as Leicester fans and like you said, we're fans just as much as everybody else and. You know, it's quite good that when we do do the post-match show, it's like 30, 40 minutes after the final whistle before we go live. It's a chance to just sort of have a stiff drink and calm down. But I don't think I've ever felt quite like this guy Burn does. Up. Let's just see what he's got to say. Burnley, losing 1-0 at home. I'm sick of it on Twitter. I've defended you, but you've got to go. There's the door. Tala, honestly, Zeka, go, leave. Look what you're doing to me. I'm sick of it. We're losing one nil. We're passing it round the back. Aubameyang, we sacked 50 staff to pay for your new contract. And what do you do? Nothing. 
But the plane just ain't on you. I'll tell you, you have got to go. I'll back you, I'll back you till the cows come home. But now is enough. Five points off the relegation zone. Losing to Burnley. Burnley. Take it in. I'm sick of it. I've had enough. I have had enough. I've had it up to here. It's got to go. Shaka, you've got to go. I'm absolutely sick of this club. I'm done. Finished. <laughs> I feel the guy's pain. <laughs> but I don't Indeed. think I could ever go on camera. I would have counted to ten before I went on camera and did that, I think. Yeah, I think it's probably it's nice to know who really was inside Gunnosaurus, though, because I think there's a lot of bitterness in there. <laughs> it makes you wonder, doesn't it? It does make you wonder. But look, hey, it's Spurs, not Arsenal. And uh, as always, I, I bring these facts and figures up. Uh, we've played each other 113 times um, since we were both formed. We've managed 36 wins, but unfortunately they've, they've, uh, they've lost... Sorry, we've lost 57. They've won 57. It's always been difficult against Spurs, hasn't it? It has. They've always been that kind of team. Uh, um, you know, not necessarily a bogey team, but um, we we have struggled uh, consistently against them. Um, I don't know what it is about Spurs because even you know they've had some you know not great teams and and they yeah. still managed to put one over on us. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm not choosing it as uh, as my memorable game but I do remember the FA Cup semi-final in the early 80s when they did have a great team and uh, that, that just one of those days that sticks in the mind for uh, for all the wrong reasons but they've always been there and thereabout, about or we always get them in the cups or whatever it's just a team that seems to have got something on us and uh, I've seen us beat them and I've seen us win at White Hart Lane uh, as was but you look you just look at that record you know and, uh, and it's so lopsided in their favour that it's uh, untrue. The only thing that, that keeps me going every time we play Spurs is the fact that I actually saw De Vries score a goal for Leicester City against Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> and I think if you manage to see a De Vries goal against anybody for Leicester City, they, they were like golden uh, golden geese eggs, weren't they? It's, all, it's almost like you've been looking at my... Oh, little script that I've got ready to, to, to bring oh, in. What a, what, a, what a wonderful, what a wonderfully bad time link that was, Chris. It, it was. <laughs> well, let's quickly move on then. Let's quickly move on. Um, that's our head-to-head in the Premier League. Um, played 28. Now, that's a bit more even, right? you know. It is, recent isn't time. it? Yeah. Yeah. 12 wins to them, 11 to us. And um, when you look at it like that, that actually looks <laughs> a little bit better. Yeah. It is. I mean, we, we had some great wins, didn't we, in, in the title-winning uh, season when uh, when Huth popped yep. up with a fantastic-headed uh, winner. Um, yep. So, I mean, that, that is, that's encouraging. I say, it's going to be a very different Tottenham, I think, uh, that we're going to play this time. Because um, Jose is almost taking a leaf out of the uh, Leicester City title-winning book by just sitting back and, and playing with some dangerous players on the break. Um so you know, as I say, what, how he how he approaches this one is going to be really interesting. Now, obviously, uh, last night's game against Liverpool, where he uh, he very interestingly said that the better team lost. Um, 
I'm not sure which game he was actually watching there. But mm. I, I wonder if he'll if he'll uh, set up in his normal way and try and hit us on the break. I, I don't think he will. I think he's going to come out uh, and try and take the game from us very early on because his ideal thing is get one or two goals up and then sit back. And they learned that lesson against West Ham earlier in the season when they were 3-0 down and, and uh, let it go for a 3-3 draw. I don't think they have given away many leads uh, since then. Um, they, uh, they, they know what they're doing now. And if they get a goal up, but definitely if they got two goals up, I don't think we'd be coming back from that. No, no, not well. <laughs> it depends which, which Leicester turn up. Uh, talking of links, as we were doing, um, this links me into my next question to you. Um, Castagna could be back. Well, I hope so, because he's in the team that I've picked. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think the same, Andy. Uh, that, that's, that's, that's what you sort of read. I'm not the only one who your links. You see, Andy does as well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, you read between the lines of what uh, Brendan said uh, over his last couple of press conferences, and it, it sounded like he could have been back for the Everton game, but um, maybe he was, uh, he was thinking that, that Fuchs was the better option there. Uh, but I would I would hope to see Castagna back uh, for this one, and I think we need him. Um, would you move Justin over? Well, we'll come. I tell you what, we'll come on to that when you pick your team later. And let's not uh, let's not uh, jump the gun too much. Um, last season, um, we we beat them in the, on the at the start of the season. When in fairness, we were we were beating everybody. I think at that point. And they really sort of gave us a bit, a little bit of a lesson back in July at the end of the season when everybody was giving us a lesson. I mean, you know, as I look at those stats there, one, one, lost one with the green and the red, you know, that, that pretty much sums up our pre and post lockdown season last year, last season. It does. I mean, that, that particular, that, that three nil reverse, um, I've managed to block his name out of my memory. The, the guy from Wolves, that was his finest, uh, Finest hour, wasn't it? I think in that three nil, um, we we didn't turn up for that game at all. You know, and, and they're the, they're the disappointing games, aren't they? When you know how well Leicester can play, on those games where we just don't turn up, it's uh, it's really disappointing. And uh, that was definitely one of those. And uh, we, uh, you know, we couldn't live with Kane. Kane's playing a slightly different role at the minute, so you know that's going to be diff difficult um, for us to deal with him I think because he's playing a bit more of a withdrawn role whereas he was he was sort of right up front but you know I think, I think we've learned a little bit more so I was going to say I think following what you were saying there another good point is that Kane is up there with the one of some of the highest um, assists in the Premier League yeah I think over the, the, the last couple of seasons all, all fair play to Kane I think his all-round game has improved dramatically he had a few injuries down the, down the years, and I think that's probably, you know, changed the way that he plays. He drops down, he gets into uh, he gets into midfield almost a lot, and because uh, he knows that he's got uh, Son as a runner. Um, so, how we deal with that, whether one of our defenders comes out or whether somebody's um, given the job to pick him up when he drops uh, into midfield, I'm not sure, but I'm sure Brendan. We'll have a plan for that, but uh, he's, he's dangerous when he's away from the box as he is in the box at the minute. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I mean, if I was to say to you, sort of, who are their dangerous players? I mean, we 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 know who they are, don't we? We we, we you know, but that, it is that time when you know you have to take your uh, your carpet slippers off there, Brent um, Craig. Fraudulent <laughs> slip there, and then he called you Brendan. <laughs> I'm having a bad day, but you need to put Brendan's shoes on, pick up his little yeah. notebook, and um, and let's have a look at um, your formation and lineup that you would go for. And let's see if the guys that are watching agree or not and see if um, uh, – and Andy's just said there, yes, yeah, Son is now their danger man. Um, mm-hmm. let, let, you know, put Brendan's shoes on. Let's see what you go for. What's your formation, first of all? Um, it's a bit of a, a – it's adaptable, but I'll, let, let's say it's a 4-1-4-1. Okay. So um, – you know, I'm, I'm going to let uh, let Casper's uh, little slip go, and I'll uh, I'll keep him in. I, I think, if I'm honest with you, he did have that slip, and we brought this up in the post-match show. Mm. You know, was that any worse than Vardy missing a spot-on header that he put straight at the goalkeeper? But then, you know, no. to my mind, they're both as bad as each other. And look at exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, that's it. You know, a goalkeeper makes a mistake. It usually ends up in the back of the net and it's highlighted a lot more than, than any outfield player, um, you know, aside maybe missing a penalty. Um, but yeah, Vardy, you know, I was berating uh, Man City's strikers the other night for missing two sitters uh, right at the death, uh, both headers, and now Vardy's doing the same again. You know, the old classic, head it back the way it came and, you know, and you score. I mean, Firmino's header was exactly that um, last night to get the win. Fantastic header. Um, but Casper yeah, so, did make a beautiful... I mean, he was unlucky with the third attempt because he'd made two two amazing saves. I mean, that second save, my God. It, if if yeah. that goal hadn't gone in, that as a just as a the double save would have been on every pre-match reel from Sky for the rest of the season. You do realise it's Leicester City, so it would have been mentioned and then forgotten about. So I should have said Amazon, not Sky. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, you might as well have closed the book on on save of the season uh, if it did manage to keep that out. It was it, it was unbelievable, um, and uh, you know he saved us he saved us more times than he than he's messed up. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so let's go with the toe Casper, and then the back four um, James Justin on the right. Okay. Fafana alongside Evans, no Morgan. I know you, you're probably shocked. Um, I, and I then forgot I've got, Evans coming back, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, Castagna, who I think will be fit, uh, on the left. I mean, oh, you, you, right. could, you could easily switch James Justin and, and Castagna fullbacks quite easily. Uh, they're, they're both... Adaptable and interchangeable, but uh, I think I mean it worked against Brighton, but Mm. a lot of teams do do that where they, you know, they've got players they can swap, they do swap them Mm. and swap them back and swap them back again during a game to confuse the opposition, which is good, you know, Mm. keep them keep them guessing. I think I think that was more of a going to a back four from a back five, but um, but you know, it's good to have adaptable players who can can put in a shift wherever they're played. Um, so, Ndidi 
returns uh, to his normal position. Uh, no, no Mendy. No, for me, you know, I, I and I took on board what uh, what Brad was saying, but you know, we would all, I think, put in Didi and yeah. ahead of Mendy. So therefore, you are weakening, you know, that position. But um, for me, Mendy's looking tired. I think we've got players who are just starting to look tired. Um, uh, Fuchs is looking tired. You know, had, had he not yeah. been injured, Mendy wouldn't have got a look in as good. And I love Mendy, and I love the fact that he's actually shown us this season what he can do. But you are quite right. Yeah. In DD, he is that that notch up, isn't he? You know, he, uh, you, you would go for him every time. I agree. I yeah. agree. So across the four, uh, across the middle, I, I would say the, the two wider players are a little bit more advanced, but in the middle, and I did change my mind here, so I'm going to go with Madison and Pratt, and I'm going to give uh, Tielemans a rest. Um, mm -hmm. He's looked a little bit off it, off the pace a little bit in the last couple of games, but yeah. also I think you've got to look. You've got to look at who Spurs have in there. Um, that's a very, very physical middle of the midfield to me. Um, Hoiberg and Ndombele or Sissoko. They, they go physical in that uh, uh, position there. And I don't think you can afford to have Tielemans and Madison in that space. So that's why I've brought Pratt in. And for me, Madison can get on the ball, maybe win free kicks or whatever. He's a little bit more mobile on the ball than Tielemans. And I think if it's a heavy game, I think Tielemans could, uh, could get run out of the game, to be honest. So I think he deserves a bit of a break as well. He's played a lot of football. He's played international football as well. So I think... Um, maybe give him that rest and, and bring him back for the Man United game. But I don't think this is necessarily a game for Tielemans with the the physicality of the Spurs midfield. Quite right. I mean, and again, as always, you know, good point. He, he has looked, he's not looked himself. He's not looked his usual £40 million player of, of the last few games. So, yeah, I, 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 I you're doing well. I'm, 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 I'm agreeing with you so far. Yeah. Um, so the two wide people in this, um, I think under deserves another chance. I, 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 I'm not sure that any Leicester fan watching that game the other night could understand why under was taken off. Um, I'm just really, really. I just really hope it's not the start of Brendan showing that he's got favourites. Um, mm. And some people are untouchable because he looked like the only player who was going to unlock something um, in that game. And uh, I think everybody could see that, that it wasn't Barnes's night, but he took thunder off. Um, so that was really disappointing for me. And it's one of those, you know, as soon as you get back on the, yeah, Brendan's great, he then goes and pulls something like that. And you do wonder what's going on in his head. Um, but anyway, so I think under under deserves another go. And on the other side, I originally had Barnes to, to start again, but again, what I've uh, what I've thought of now is because of that physicality and the fact that it's it's going to be a game of runners for me. I'm going to put Albrighton on that side, um, just because I think he's a workhorse. You know, again, not the most creative of players. You know, good on his day, but I think he's a workhorse, and I think this is a this is a game for workhorses. Um, 
So I'm going to bring Albright in there and then Vardy up front um, to, to round it off. I mean, I'm going to say, uh, and I just brought that up. Um, <laughs> actually, Andy said this back um, uh, about half an hour ago when we first started. <laughs> Could not understand under coming off and what Barnes' best position is. I left it to see what you were going to say when you did the team to, to bring it up. But yes, I think we all we all looked at that and couldn't understand under under coming off. I don't know whether Brendan in the past has been a manager that's had favourites. Um, I mean, I think Liverpool, certainly at Liverpool, his team almost most times picked itself. You know, you can't, mm. you know, you, it'd, have been, it'd have been roasted if he hadn't picked uh, um, Gerard. It'd have been roasted if he hadn't picked Suarez yeah, when he had him. So, mm. I, like you say, it's that same with us with Vardy, but I, I hope he doesn't. And, and I know, you know, Mark's questioned Under's ability sometimes, but... I think he's had a you know a good couple of games, and I, I like you say I, I would have taken Barnes off the other day. Yeah, me too. You know, um, well, I must admit, yeah, I, I I like that. Or Brighton, you see, I like All Brighton in the midfield. I don't like All Brighton as a wing back because he can't defend. Yeah, and you know yeah. he does have a habit of giving penalties away when he's playing at the back. And I don't yes. like it, but I love him as a player and. You know, you've got with that team. You've also got Barnes to come on later in the game. Yeah. His pace is, to, to, you know, if they're mm. if they're tiring at all. So, not a bad shout. Disappointed we haven't got a little place for Big Wes, but you know, you can't have everything, can you? Of course, you can't. Okay. <laughs> you can't have no. But no, I'm that, just showing that, that I'm not. You know, I, I haven't got favourites. You know, I <laughs> I, I just pick it, pick it uh, as I see it against the opposition that we've got to play and. Uh, as yeah. I say, I, I think it's, it's not going to be a it's not going to be a pretty game. No, no, I don't think they particularly ever are against Mourinho's teams, are they? But no, mm. uh, very. I, I, I like that team. I uh, I do I do like that, and uh, we will see if Brendan's listening and if he picks that up on Sunday. Now, I wonder. I think we all know the answer to that, Chris. Sorry, <laughs> I think we all know the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> You don't know, you know, me and Brendan, we're like that. You know, don't don't knock it. He, uh, he sneaks on every now and again. He, you know, he sends me a text. He goes like, you know, can you not find out what uh, what Craig's team is in advance? <laughs> so I can pick you know, your opposite. Yeah. Yeah. I so I don't I don't have favourites, Brendan. I'm not I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you. Um, we have. Let's just see. Um, here's a, here's a good point. Who do you think should be the captain? I mean, I think if Casper, I mean, you know my feelings on this. My feelings are I hate goalkeepers as captain. Casper, mm. with for us, has got more passion in his little finger than a lot of the players have in their whole bodies. And if he was an yeah. outfield person, I would say, he, you know, without without doubt, I just don't like cap, captains can't control. You know, he can't give Vardy a bollocking if Vardy's having an off game or whatever when he's back in goal. That's why I don't like cap. You know those midfield. I prefer midfield as a captain, but I don't think there's anybody in there at the moment that could step up. For me personally, it would have to be Evans when he's fit. I mean, obviously, if Morgan comes on, it defaults to him. Understandable, Morgan. Yeah, you know, mm. I, he, captain, fantastic. Personally, for me, Evans. You know, because I've seen him. Jeep. I mean, we were eight nil up. He was the one that was going out against Southampton. He was the one that was going around Gene people up to get the ninth and go for the record. I prefer here to say a midfielder, but for me, 
as much as I love Casper and he has got the passion and whatever, not a goalkeeper as a captain. What about yeah. yourself, Craig? Um, no, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, as I've said before, and maybe this is something that will be touched on when you do your uh, your transfer shows. For me, there's no natural leader on that pitch. Mm. You know, so we either have to find one or we have to create one. And uh, as Andy said there, yeah, exactly the same. We don't have a leader. We don't have a, and again, I'll mention him again, a Danny Drinkwater who would get amongst people and uh, and drive people on. It'd be interesting, and I'll, I'll throw something out there. I, Brendan should know his players more than anyone else. So mm. for me, I would love Indeedy to be the guy who steps up and, uh, and can do that. And we've not... Indeed, he's sort of under the radar. Everybody appreciates him as a game, as a player, appreciates what he brings to the game. But I, I wonder if there's more. I wonder if there's some more there that he needs that um, responsibility. And the other one I would say, it, it would be really interesting. Now, maybe it's one for a cup game, let's say, where you, you mm. give someone the armband and see how they react. I wonder how Madison would react if he was given the armband. And the reason I say that is, last season, I think, Grealish was given the armband. Mm. Now, Grealish, boyhood Villa fan, but some people crumble when they were given the, the armband. His performances went up when he was given the responsibility of leading that team, of being the focal point of that team. I wonder if someone like Madison, who's got that cockiness about him, it would almost take him to the next level in terms of a, OK, I can't afford to drift in and out of games here. I've got to be the guy who yeah. takes the game by the, the scruff of the neck. Maybe for a Stoke Cup game or something, you know, to just throw the armband at someone and see how they react. Because for me, there's no natural leaders there. And Andy, again, earlier said, and this was going back to when we were talking about players with bottle and what have you, um, we need a Roy Keane or Vieira in the centre of the park. And I understand where he's coming from with that. But I'm going to, yep. I'm going to merge that, that particular point that Andy made there, which was a good point. Uh, I think you were talking about, say, Drinkwater, Savage, mm. Leonard at the time. But let's merge that in with the captain. Because I'm going mm. to say to you, what sort of captain... Do you prefer? We both kind of said we prefer outfield players, yeah, as, as captains. Would you have a Roy Keane, or would you prefer, sorry, a Roy Keane sort of vocal, in your face, grab you by the balls, as somebody said earlier, and squeeze them if you're not playing well? Or, mm. and you've just made the point there with Madison, a David Beckham type captain mm. who doesn't take the players by the scruff of the neck. A bit like Grealish, you just mentioned there, he takes the game by the scruff of the neck and actually leads by example. Because Roy Keane, even if he was having a bad game, it wouldn't bother him. He'd still tell other players off. David Beckham wouldn't tell any players off, you know, in the same way. He'd go out and say, look, this is what you should be doing. And if I'm doing it, remember, do you remember that, that, that famous game when he scored, when we played, um, I think it was Greece, was it? And we qualified and knocked the Germans back yeah. into the players. Yeah, three kick right at the end, yeah. And he, he scored that goal, exactly. In that game, I think you could have actually forgotten the other 10 players and just had Beckham. Because my memory of that game, apart from that goal, was that Beckham was everywhere. He was going, he was almost tackling his own players to get the ball. What, what sort of captain do you prefer? 
Um, I, I remember that game really, really well. He, you're right. He he ran that game by example. Um, for me, I would go for more of a, a Roy Keane. I think you've got to have winners in your team. If you're going to be successful, you've got to have winners. Our team that won the league was never going to be the most skillful team, but it was full of winners, people who hadn't had the greatest careers, but saw this as their opportunity to to stamp themselves, to make a mark on history. It was their one and only chance. And they would give everything, even when they weren't playing well. You know, we'd ground out so many results, the Norwich 1-0. You know, we had four one nils in a row. Um, so even going back to players like Brian Robson before that, you know, again, these are not the most skillful players, but they're they're winners, they're leaders. You know, and leaders are, are sort of born. Henderson now at Liverpool, nobody, he's not a bad footballer. I think that gets overlooked a lot. But yeah, the guy's a leader. You know, and for me, if we need, if we want to take that next step, we need a leader, and a leader would have been the perfect person in that Everton game to say, right, we're one down, we go and get the next goal, we go and take this game back, you know, we're at home. We haven't got that at the minute and that's where, you know, those kind of games get away from us. Uh, so for me, winner. If Roy Keane said to you as a player, sort of, right, you know, you're, you're going to go over to that side for the next 10 minutes, you go... Yeah, do you want me there for longer? <laughs> you wouldn't. Yeah. You just wouldn't argue with him, would you? But um, but no, that's. Um... I mean, you, you look back at you look, just a quick one. You, you look at. Thanks, Stephen. Um, yeah. You look. You look at the. Um, you look at our successful teams in the past. You know, mm. I'll go back. Lennon, Walsh, Taggart, Matt Elliott, winners. Mm. People who wouldn't let another. They, their first thought was to win their individual battle. You know, they wouldn't want to go off the pitch being second best to whoever they were up against. And then they yeah. dragged the rest of the team behind them. Uh, that's definitely what we need. We've got to find people. That's what's going to keep Harvey Barnes back. You know, mm. he's got all the talent in the world, but unless he can find something within him, the same as Damari Gray, they can, they, they can't find that will to win within them. They're going to, they're not going to make it to the very top level. Great as always. Let's move on, and uh, and I wonder as we look forward to um, <laughs> Craig's classic match. Uh, I just just wonder if I can think what game this this might be. I I I publicly apologise for treading on your toes with this one. We we should maybe have a quick chat before well, we do have a chat before we come live. Maybe you should just fill me in and yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. do it. Chris, don't um, mention it. Yeah. Yeah. So your but classic match between Spurs and Leicester. My classic match is, is a memorable one, and uh, and I think it was it lived with me not just because my lord, and it was a great goal, by the way, curled into the bottom corner if I remember it rightly, but because of the team we had at the time and the what we were going through at the time, we were very very average, an average championship team, not even in the Premier League, and. Um, who was manager at that time? Was we, it Levine? Um, I think it was. I think it was Le, Le, yeah. Levine. I mean, yeah. for, for Leicester City fans who don't remember this game uh, and, and and not familiar with what we were at that time. Now, 
This is 8th of January, 2006. 10 years before we won the league. Only 10 years before we won the league. And the team that we have out during this game, this is against Spurs. It was a televised game. I think it was tea time. Televised game, FA Cup. Spurs went on in this season to finish fifth in the Premier League. We went on to finish 16th in the Championship. Let me read you this team and see how spine-tingling this team is. Rob Douglas was in goal. <laughs> Niels oh. Eric Johansson, Richard Stearman, Paddy McCarthy, Alan Maybury, Joey Good Johnson, Joe Hamill, Stephen Hughes, Ryan Smith, Gareth Williams, and Mark DeVries. Now, come on. That that is our that team. That takes me back. Playing against, you know, Defoe was on their bench. You know, they had Michael Carrick, Jermaine Jennis, Robbie Keane was up front for them. You know, we were so far the underdogs in this team. And we were 2-0 down after 41 minutes. Uh, game was over. We got a goal back on 44 minutes by a sub who came on for, for Joe Hamill, Elvis Hammond. I was waiting for it. I love that guy. I love him and hate him in equal measures. I love him. I hate him for his football, love him for him, if that makes sense. You know what I've done? I've, I've done our other, our other sub who came on that day was uh, Patrick Kisnorbo. Oh. Great player, Patrick Kisnorbo. Yeah. Yes. However, I've probably just named a team there, and I would imagine there's a lot of Leicester City fans who have probably heard of none of those players playing for us. Yet, it was only 10 seasons before we won the Premier League. That's the transformation that this club has, has undertaken. That's the journey that this club has taken. That game, Stephen Hughes scored in the 57th. Mark DeVries scored in the 90th minute to come from two behind against a high-flying Spurs, middling championship team, Leicester City, win it in the last minute, 3-2. It was unbelievable. What was more of a shock for you, the fact that we actually came back from 2-0 down and won, or the fact that Mark, Mark DeVries got a goal? I think it's both. I think it's <laughs> both. But what I would say to you, that team there, that team of nondescript nobodies, I bet that the current Leicester team would not come from two down against Spurs. But that team did. And that's the difference between having people who have a bit of pride in the shirt and have a bit of backbone and a little bit of bottle to go along with their skill. And that's what we need. I mean, just... I mean, Rab Douglas. I mean, I mean, I mean, Craig Levine. Again, for those that don't know, he'd come down from Scotland. I think he would had been uh, manager at Hearts, and yeah. um, he'd got them into the was it the Champions League then, or or whatever that it was at the time for the first time yeah. in in years, if not their history. And I think he was seen as the new Jock Wallace. And mm. I think, along with many managers at that time. I don't think they realised what a mess our club was in. Because, um, you know, I remember, you know, I remember Ian Holloway 
and <laughs> I just had this one. Uh, Craig, you need to be in the dressing room. <laughs> Doing Thanks, what? Andy. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, Ian Holloway will be remembered as the guy that took us down to the third tier for the first time in our history. No getting away from that. He's not. He was not a bad manager. You know, he, no. he got in there. For, for a manager to take a team like Blackpool into the Premier League and for a few for a week have them sat at mm. the top of the Premier League he was yep. not a he was not a bad manager he a lot of you know we were going through a hell of a bad time at that I think you know we were we weren't far off going bump for the first time were we and it it was we just you know do as bad decisions on players we bought but Craig Levine did buy some donkeys, Stephen Hughes. I mean, and you know, you you'd, you'd fart next to him and he'd fall over. Let's let's be face it. <laughs> I mean, was it? In, just give me the, the defense again, because one of those players I just want to bring up. Just tell me the, the back two again, the two central defenders so again. Uh, Nils Eric Johansson, Richard yeah. Stearman, Paddy McCarthy, and Alan Mabry. Paddy McCarthy, I think it was. Up until recently, was still playing for Palace, wasn't he? Was he? I don't know. I mean, Richard Stearman's still playing, I think. He was, yeah. He was, he was not bad. I mean, he was one of those players we had to sell to keep the club afloat type of thing. Mm. But I have to mention, yeah. of all the players, there were some individuals there, and mm. you know, Elvis and Mark DeVries were not, not two of them, but there was a guy in the middle of defence that I absolutely loved, and I was heartbroken, and... Like you say, it was only 10 years ago, so I was like very late 40s, and I was not, I was close to tears when we sold him. Joey Good Johnson, I, yeah. I loved, I loved that guy. And every, every team has a, a David Beckham in them, in as much as they can score from sort of way out. Do you remember that goal? I do. I was just going to say, you know, one of the, uh, one of the few fans I guess um, of a, of any club who's actually seen one of their players score from their own half. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, fantastic goal from Joey Good Johnson. It's uh, and it's you know he's in the memory. That's it. He's he'll always yeah. be a Leicester legend just because of that moment. And he went on to um, Burnley, I believe it was of all places. Yeah. But, uh, but yes, they were. Yeah, they, they were the, the best of times, were they as a Leicester fan? But uh, I was going to say, there's a couple of play, there's a couple of players that even I can't remember. Joe Hamilton, Ryan Smith. Ryan now, Ryan Smith. He was, as far as I remember, well, he was an Arsenal player, and he came to us on loan, and he was a mm. winger. I think he was a left winger, and he had he if he was in the mood and he could turn it on. He was going to be the next. Well, he was going to be the first David Beckham, if you like. He, he'd got yeah. that sort of reputation, and but his career, well, you know what happened to him. Who knows? But he he was the. You know, when we got him on loan, it was like, my God, we've got this guy Ryan Smith, um, and he started off really well and, and went down. Joe Hamill, I remember the name. I don't mm. remember him as a player. The guy no. that you just said in, in defence, the first guy, the Neils, whatever it was. There we go, Hanson. Yeah, I'm no, I can't remember anything about him at all. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah, there's, like you say, when you look back at the players that have come and gone through our doors, it's, uh, it's amazing. Yeah. Talking, 
And that, and, and was, you'd almost think this was scripted, wouldn't you? You'd almost, you'd almost think we'd actually like rehearse this um, because talking of players that have come and gone through uh, through our doors, and it isn't a video this time because, to be quite honest with you, I hadn't I hadn't got the time to do it. But let's have a look at five feet in both camps. Some players that have had. Uh, well, played for both or, or managed both teams. And we'll go through them. I'll talk of them through first of all. You've got, um, of course, David Pleat. Um, mm. You've got Celez in there. A couple of goalkeepers. I had, I knew Ian Walker. I was surprised that Casey Keller had. And, of course, mm. our very own Gary Lineker. But let's, yeah. we've, got, we've, we've got to talk quickly, um, David Pleat. David Pleat. <laughs> what can I mean? Wait a minute. The, the whole show for me has just been building up to this moment. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, the thing is with, with, with David, people come and go, don't they? And 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 it coincides with it. Not everything's a manager's fault, as you just touched on there with Ian Holloway. Yeah. You know, when you come to a club and at the, the time you come to a club whether the club's going through a great time whether he's coming good well, whether he's got money to spend i mean david plate had a fantastic reputation um i think we managed to uh, to blend that for him but uh yeah wasn't the greatest time was it i mean we had a few managers around then and uh who just never worked for whatever reason you know who coming came and went very very quickly and uh, you, you you go through that you go through that particularly as a, a team like Leicester as we were at the time sometimes you know the the stars align almost that, that there's a well-known name who's out of work and uh, and uh, he's looking to get back in the club are looking for an established name and so you go with it and uh, sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but uh, it didn't uh, yeah. But we, he, he wasn't the last manager, and uh, he, he wasn't the first. He wasn't the last. No, he he obviously had come from, as obviously with the clue there in the fat foot in both camps. He had come from Tottenham. He hadn't done too badly at Tottenham, and um, no. it was it was the nineties, wasn't it? When he was it the nineties? Yeah. yeah, I think um, so. Yeah, I, I have a fair. Talking of which, another lead-in, uh, I'm reading this. You mentioned it the other day, minding my own football business. I've yet to mm -hmm. find David Pleat in here, but I do believe if he's in the 90s, he will get a mention in there. Uh -huh. He had a bit of a... <laughs> he had a bit of a reputation for non-football things when he came to us. Tottenham had sacked him because he liked to go and um, and, and survey the... Um, the, uh, the, the the sides of roads, didn't he? He was, he was, he was caught... Perusing the, the 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 very slowly up and down certain parts of Tottenham, he, he was very very friendly with Roxanne, um, if I remember rightly, and uh, and and liked the way that she put on her red light. Um, I do remember. <laughs> give us a tune. Give us a song. Yeah, <laughs> I remember um, because uh, talking to Matthew, who's at, uh, at Swindon, um, that I think he was manager when we went to Swindon, and I went. The away game in uh, in Swindon, and um, I was sitting in the in the stands, and we were getting a hell of a lot of stick about David Pleat being our manager. I can I can assure you at that time from from the locals, but then there was also 
uh, something in the paper at the same time about Swindon being the hotbed um, for that type of activity. So I'm not sure if the rumours were true that uh, David Pleat said he'd take his make his own way back home and, and not go on the coach, yeah. but you know I couldn't I couldn't possibly comment. Is it is it true, Matthew? Is it true about Swindon? Tell us, you know, it certainly it certainly is true about Blackburn, where I actually lived and worked for about five years. And um, but that that's another story for a different channel that I can tell you about. <laughs> Remind me, I might tell you off air, Craig. But yeah, because he, I mean, the crowd the crowd didn't like him. He tried. He was, to my mind, there's a bit of as far as I understand it again and. You never know whether you, the memories you've got of a particular person, being you manage a player, is correct or whether you're actually mixing it up with another one. But he yeah. he came... It's like, to be honest with you, it's like Jose Mourinho, Jose Mourinho going to Charlton Athletic now. You know, um, he couldn't do that job because, you know, he's going to go in and say, right, I want money for this player, money for that player. And Charlton's yeah. going to go, we haven't got the money. It was a bit like that, I felt, with David Pleat. And he always bemoaned the fact that he didn't know. I mean, you know, he says he, he wasn't told the full story when he joined. You believe it or, or whatever. But it, like you say, you know, you, you think you got a coup by getting them Sven Goran Eriksson. Yeah. You know, I mean, you yeah, know, yeah. He, he, he's another one. And I love that guy to bits. And I met him once outside the stadium, as you do for the old selfie and what have you. And yeah. I think. Mean, 11 o'clock at night and it was a night game and he was must have been ready to go home and he'd done all his interviews but he had time for everybody that was waiting outside lovely lovely guy totally the wrong manager mm -hmm. like you say for Leicester but um mm -hmm. but uh, yes yeah, um, there was a couple of uh, interesting loan signings that we've had as well and uh, obviously Harry Kane was here yes. for a short period of time as well but before that going back a little bit do you remember we had two players on loan. I think it was at the same time. We had Kevin Campbell from Arsenal, but we also had Paul Moran from uh, from Spurs, who both played up front for us for a period of time, and uh, and they were a really really good spearhead for us. But uh, Paul Moran never never really made the heights, but uh, he was good for us on loan. And uh, as we know, Harry Kane virtually did nothing for us on loan, and uh, I'm not sure what happened to him. No, no. There's a famous picture of him sat on the bench with a so Mr. Vardy, I do believe. And, yeah. <laughs> and Nigel Pearson stood in front of them. And like you're thinking, like, knowing what we know now, you've got them two on the bench, you know. But uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I think Jess, Jeffrey Lingard was on the bench as well that we had from Manu at the same time. Oh, Jesse Lingard. Um, well, he was probably best left on the bench. He was probably best left in the hard part, wasn't he? Craig, as always, it's been a pleasure, sir. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure. And, uh, you know, sorry that, uh, oh, you know, you've got a double dose uh, of me today, uh, uh, this week. It's almost like I'm a vaccine. I was about to say, we've got to have two vaccines. We've got to have two Craigs, haven't we? But... Uh, you know, uh, I, I, I'm you know being the Des Lynam of Leicester Till I Die TV. You do bring a certain audience with you along. Uh, the, I say the Blue Ridge Brigade. You know? but, uh, no, it, oh, you it, say it, the it, nicest it, things, Chris. <laughs> I do, I do. Hey, it's been it has been great, Craig. And uh, thank you so much. And um, the game after this is Man United, uh, which is box. 
Is that Boxing Day? It is it Boxing is. Day, isn't it? Yeah. Very nice on Boxing Day. So we'll have a chat after and find out sort of when you are free, if you are free, obviously, because coming up, yeah. I should point this out to everybody that's watching, of course, we are coming up to Christmas. And uh, apart from me, all the other guys actually do have lives outside of this. Um, and Christmas is a family time, so they might not be here. So some of the shows might not appear when you think they are going to appear or indeed um at all but uh, bear with us because it is christmas and uh, the, these guys do a lot in supporting me uh with this show and we have to let them sort of have their family time as well so we'll have a chat about that after craig but thanks very much for tonight as always knowledgeable and good looking with it <laughs> thanks Chris. thanks everyone <laughs> take care bud well, yes, that is it. Um, we, we got through it. The studio didn't collapse. Uh, nothing has happened too badly um, that I didn't do. Uh, I never got a score. In fact, let's just see. Is he still there? Craig, are you still there? I, I am still here. Never got, never got a score prediction off you. 1-1. One, one. One, let's one. go with that. Uh, I can't say what the, the ex-players have gone because I haven't asked them yet. <laughs> we played Everton uh, last night. Everton, Honestly, it's just so, you know, confusing at the moment. Everything's coming on wrong days and everything. I've got to be honest with you, guess what score I've gone for? You're going 1-1 one, one. One as well. I'm going 1-1 one, one as well. So uh, we, we've, actually, we've agreed a lot tonight. What's going on? I know. It's, it's, I know. It, 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 yeah. The stars have aligned. It won't happen again. No, it's the it's the Christmas spirit, you know. And I'm not <laughs> going to say I, I, I saw this and thought of you, but... Happy holidays, I guess. Didn't think of you at all with that. Yeah, of course not. I'll let you go again properly this time. Thanks very much, bud. Take right. care. Thanks Cheers, Chris. Right, guys, thanks very much for joining us. Like I say, it's all over the place at the moment with games and everything going on everywhere. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for joining in. Thanks to Andy for his comments. Um, we never did find out if Swindon was a hotbed for uh, the loose women, as they say. I'm sure he'll let us know at some point. <laughs> we can all get down there. Um, thanks so much for Craig as well. Double dose this week. Thanks very much for giving your time up for doing that, Craig. Um, I will be back tomorrow night. Um, we will be back with Ryan, who is a Spurs fan. Um, that's 7.30 on Friday tomorrow night. We'll be doing the opposition view. So thanks a lot in advance to Ryan for joining us. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, follow us on YouTube. Give that little subscribe button a click, please. We want to get those subscriptions up. It makes us feel good and shows that you, know, you like what we're doing for you. And it's, of course, Lester Till I Die tv if it's on youtube um we've also of course available across the social media networks instagram facebook twitter pinterest and our website lestertillidie.com which isn't just a news website it's everything you want on leicester we've got probably the biggest base on uh, the web for all the footing both camps players so lestertillidie.com is the website forward slash footing both camps and you'll see there's more than just the five that I bring up. And give us half an hour and you'll find us on a podcast if you want to listen to us while you're driving. Um, Apple, iTunes, like I said, Spotify, 
and Google and Anchor, to name it but a few. And again, it's Lester Till I Die on there. Guys, thanks very much. Hope you're all staying safe. I'll see you tomorrow night, 7.30 for the Opposition View show. Don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy. Good night. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Shut up and sit down. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You'd better like them too or I'll be back. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.